0: Everybody. welcome to the show mm, 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 mm. this is the show about indie movies boop 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 boop
1: dan yes i'm a little hyper today can you that tell impromptu <laughs> song and dance
0: <laughs> hey everybody welcome to the indie film review this is a show where we review independent films
1: and we do so through interpretive dance
0: that's right that you can't see because this is a podcast and it's an audio medium But we're not just doing an independent film today, Dan.
1: Oh, what are we doing?
0: Today's a special day where we're going to take what would be the length of a full film and chop it up into four separate smaller films and then hire different directors and writers to make their own stories and then film those and then send them to us. So they're actually all completely different. This analogy doesn't make sense at all. Uh, they're, They're four short films. I could have just said that.
1: And they have nothing to do with each other.
0: Yeah, totally, just completely different. No theme. There's no, like, arching theme throughout all of these
1: at all. It's not an Omnibus film. It is simply four short films submitted to when us. When is Omnibus coming out, Dan? I know you've been working on that for a while. <laughs> I'm still working. Doesn't on that
0: it. sound like a cool, yeah. <laughs> cool like short? Anyways. Okay, so we're going to cover a bunch of films today. We have Penny's Gallery. Up first that is from taylor who is a fan of the show can you believe it dan people listen to this
1: actually this is a pretty star-studded listener cast oh this is like
0: all stars (laughs) taylor you are in the all-stars realm right now because we have so many heavy hitters regulars we have it's like if we had the mount rushmore i feel like it (laughs) (laughs) we have a couple of these guys up there we'll get to them they, they need to sit their ass down. So we're going to talk about Penny's Gallery. Then we're going to talk about Sometime Soon, Intimidation and Sisyphus Unbound. You have to say it that way. We're Unbound. legally, contractually obligated to, to talk about it that way. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Taylor, for sending us a donation, for being a listener. And you know, I think I've said this before, but we're, we've been getting a lot of really nice emails from people saying that they like the show
1: and they support yes. it. Keep doing that.
0: That's just so cool. Even like from a year ago, how much I feel like the show has grown with people yeah. checking it out and listening. And we barely do any advertisement, which I'm hoping that will change soon because me and Dan were just talking. Uh a lot of the money that we've been getting, we've been using it to pay for Patreon or not Patreon. <laughs> we we pay Patreon back for letting us use Patreon for uh the the fees for like hosting. So we're using it to pay off that, but now I want to use it for advertising to get the show more out there. So yay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, Dan yes. Penny's gallery. What is it about? Who is Penny?
1: Penny is a, um, mu- I would call her a museum curator, but she, she, she curates art for exhibits. She has a, a exhibit hall and, um, she is exhibiting a new, what, what would I call it? A new an AI interpretive, event, yeah, she's hosting an event in which people go and experience art, but they do it through their own performance
0: because like what you do, the device that's attached to this big screen it will project what you're doing, yes, I don't know if it's like in your thoughts, but it'll like kind of show colors and things yes. of, of like w-
1: the moves you do anyway, It's a cool idea Penny is really for it but whenever the camera falls on her to you know be this performing art she's like no i'm embarrassed and then she she falters Mm -hmm. and um yeah this it's a very interesting concept so let's get into it jared what did you um what did you think about the cinematography? i really
0: liked what was going on with the camera the the shots were really like spaced out with subjects i don't feel like anyone's head was getting cut off and everything all of this was really really professionally done i think there were a few times where the focus on what i should be looking at i wasn't sure about so like the Uh movie looks clean um but like let's say for instance when we have a character who's going down the aisle and the camera's kind of like slowly going down the aisle with him and I like that. I liked us like kind of going through this aisle following him and he's handing out cards to people, yeah. you know, while the presentation's going. But we're focused on his ass. <laughs> and all I could look at was this guy's butt. And I don't think I'm supposed to be looking at that. But I don't know how, like, where could the camera be to sh- to focus more on him handing out the cards? Because it was like dead center frame. Here's his ass. And I feel like for most people, they're not even going to be seeing. They're just going to be like, oh, the guy's handing out cards. Okay. But for me, I was just like, ass,
1: ass. ass.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It kind of like took me out of that moment of this presentation. Was there anything like that for you in this?
1: No. Um, you might consider me to be most people. Like, you know, I wasn't <laughs> bothered by it. But I like to think about it. Not, not bothered, being... just distracted. No, I, I was I was distracted because there okay. was a man's ass in front of me. and That's right there's something alluring mm. about that. Yes. Um <laughs> What? <laughs> Dan, you're on mic still. No. Um that shot in general, I think was forgiving of that. Like I I understand what you're talking about like, you know, it, it is This is
0: a nitpick,
1: it really. It is it is very much a nitpick because that whole shot was really cool, right? It was it was it was a nice longer take. I I get framing-wise why we we could have you know helped it um, be more engaging and less you know unflattering we should say I I guess but um, at at the end of the day like it, 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 he was handing out papers Jared that's true it was
0: it was like a freaking four five second scene while someone else was talking I think Penny was actually introducing the creator of this art show thing and then she's like giving this speech about the art show and then the guy comes out and he goes "hope you enjoy it" and i'm like "what? i thought he was going <laughs> to like talk more" and then there's this amazing shot of when he goes to sit down in front of it i thought he was going to give so the creator right and uh-huh. it's like him and there's this big screen and the screen is like blue now and i took a picture of it so our audience is going to be able to see it it it's my favorite shot in the whole short. I love it, love it, love it. It's just all this blue and the subject so tiny in the mm-hmm. in the, like the bottom middle of the screen. It holds on that for maybe a couple seconds, and he starts to talk. But then the camera cuts to like a side angle, and I'm like, no, no, no! Like I wanted to just hold on to this like wide shot of him isolated up there talking about this a like this experience that everyone's gonna have. I thought it would have been so much more impactful if he just gives like a monologue like this. Here's why I made this. I want to give this to you. You know, like get me sold on this product. And instead it was kind of like, there's some more cuts and we're going to cut to the audience. It it felt like more of um, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing with like keeping the audience not bored. Even though I feel like holding on to that one shot would have been a little more risky, I, th- yeah. I think it's way more impactful. For
1: me... I, that's a that's a fair argument, right? But also, here's a different argument. Um, sure. You have a cake, right? Oh, I love cake. You don't eat All the right. whole There's cake.
0: There's a wide shot on the cake. You the don't cake eat is the, in the center of the You don't eat screen. the
1: whole cake. You take a piece of the cake. <sighs> Because cake is too good, it's too rich, it's too much too good for children. To quote Danny DeVito, I believe,
0: <laughs> much too good for children.
1: From, from Matilda the musical, not the musical.
0: I get what you're saying. I see where you're coming from, and what I'm asking for is not what the director and writer Taylor was envisioning for
1: exactly. Which is this my movie. Point. She's like, here's some cake, but you can't have all of it. That's that. I want all the cake. Is. Yeah, no, you can't have it. Sorry. That's all I'm saying. So, just give me cake. Get into the the nitty gritty of this film. Um, the mise en scene is is that's what this film is all about. The the cool AI um, thing that's happening.
0: The dancing montage is really cool.
1: But what what really was awesome about this film, I think, for me, and I think this might be taylor's prerogative here and th- this film is mostly about art and its perception or people's perception of art because you have the guy who says I-, I i'm doing this to get a quote true glimpse into the artist's mind and they do this through interpretive dance and what this did for me is it, it seems to imply that the audience is more part of the art itself than um just a innocent spectator so it's praising the entire apparatus of art so you have artist you have spectator you have distributor/curator like all of these components are very important for the event the event of art to actually take place and i think that's really what is getting um Highlighted here throughout the the narrative because like the it's, it's it's a very short narrative it's like what eight minutes long very
0: concise and I think it it really gets to the point too. Um, I also feel like it calls in the question the whole nature of what art is. Yeah, exactly. And that subjective, right? So like even bad art can be amazing art to someone well, else because it's your opinion on what you think it is.
1: The notion of perception that that's what I yeah I right. So it's yeah.
0: like her dancing poorly. She was embarrassed when she went up there because she thought she had done badly. But then the bathroom scene, which I think is the heart of this film, it is the heart of what's going on. And she meets a fan of hers who is like, I actually like the bad reviews that this gallery gets because it reminds me of like even like the best can be criticized still and like people can still see art in a different way. And she's kind of like, don't let those critics like tear down what you like to do with art. Like you are still good at what you do. And it was cool. It was almost like she was reaffirming herself with this stranger. Yeah. <laughs> but the stranger was like, don't you already believe this? And she's like, yeah, I believe it. And then she's almost like, yes, I do. I do. I do <laughs> believe what I'm saying. I do believe it. And um, it was just really nice because like you go, to, you go like see some art and it's like, I don't know a painting of like a red circle and you're like okay what the fuck is like this doesn't mean anything to me and then someone else can come along and look at it, be like this is perfect i love yeah. everything about this and it just you know it hits or it don't and i think in art in a lot of things games movies when you try to make it hit for a huge audience you start to lose something magical you start to lose what makes art great uh, and I think there's a place for that kind of stuff for like, you know, let's make it for everybody. But I, it, you always have to have a place for what's the word? Not controversial, but like <laughs> art that's going to you're either going to love it or hate it. Divisive. Divisive. That stuff's important, too. And yeah, it was it was just kind of nice to see her quick little journey uh into like from self-doubt to being like, you know what? I am good at this shit. And then she does a little fun dance at the end. That was really cool. Yeah. I liked it. I uh it. Final thoughts, Dan, do you have anything mean to say about this film? Let's really beat it up.
1: Yeah. Let's just fucking take because, it down a page. Because Taylor's ready for it because this film is yeah. all about how, you know, yeah, you let's should...
0: fucking just shit all over this movie.
1: <laughs> no, I, I have, I have nothing bad to say about it. I thought it was a very creative short. Um, the concept that it's AI was a little lost on me, maybe. It's low budget.
0: It's just, it's just a little bit. It's fine.
1: I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that, like, I thought it was just reactionary. I didn't realize that that's what it was. Oh,
0: did I pull that out of my ass?
1: I, maybe. I think that's what it was about. Yeah. but I mean, Hold on one sec. In, in, in truth, like, AI would be exactly what I'm trying to describe. I just I wouldn't call it AI. I would just call it reactive technology.
0: Yeah, interactive AI installation. That's so. It says an art galler- gallerist is forced to reassess the meaning of art during the opening night of an interactive AI installation. I'm not insane.
1: Fuck you, Dan.
0: Okay, I'm That's not what saying that you say. weren't saying. I'm just kidding. I just oh I didn't God.
1: I didn't read the synopsis prior to doing this. So the synopsis. You didn't do your homework. No. Well, I mean, wow. You don't have to read the synopsis. I, I love just not knowing at all what the fuck I'm
0: going to get into. It, like yeah. people will send us these big, long things and I'll just say, hey, thanks. Can't wait to see it. And I'll, cause like, it's way more fun to just see it blind. Anywho, it's a little inside baseball. Really well done. Love the ending song. That song was really, really cool.
1: Yeah. Good job. Great job, Taylor. Thank you.
0: Send us more. Dan, uh, next film. Yes. Could you get to it sometime soon? When? Sometime soon. I guess. No, the film is called Sometime Soon, Dan.
1: Oh, I don't know. Third base! (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? All right, so Sometime Soon is a film submitted to us by the great Matthew Kyle Levine. And I'm starting to, to... I have this really, really awesome note about... Well, here, let me explain what's happening in this film first. This film is about a woman who... I believe has cut herself off from friends and family for a reason that is unbeknownst to the, the audience. Yes. Um, but severe trauma, it seems like, yeah, we, we get these clues through, um, you know, the, the, the film, uh, through, through voicemails. And, um, we kind of, get hints at what actually happened but we never understand what actually happened I and mean, we we know that she's doing these things like she stole a car and she um she's just completely ignoring any outreach of help that is being thrown at her mm-hmm. right and that's basically the gist of this movie now what i want to bring up immediately is I- i've I'm fascinated by, um, I I have him written down as MKL in my notes.
0: Nice. Um,
1: So he seems to really like stories that revolve around people that are facing some form of existential crisis, but they are being haunted by disembodied voices who love them. Every single film, yeah, every single film he sent us is exactly. I'm not saying it's exactly that because they're all very interesting individual stories and the stories are important, but the theme of just a disembodied voice haunting this person is so apparent and really cool, right? I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I'm saying it's like this, it's a really interesting way of showing just being constantly I don't want to say nagged but like constantly badgered by the things that you're trying to escape it's oppressive so yes.
0: she is she is on her own she has taken a car that's not even hers I think it's her dad's and the entire time is just showing her living out of her car going to the store going to the club she's like looking for dates yeah. on an app and she like hooks up with some guy. She never speaks a word the entire fucking movie. Everyone talks at her. No, she never speaks. And this theme, this thing of you, like of people contacting the characters of Matthew Kyle Levine movies, how he can take something that sounds good and turn it into something menacing and dreadful.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, what? cause like, one someone
0: the- begging you to come home because they miss you and they're worried about you and then he's disturbing
1: and the next one is- 'cause he it got this is the first time that it got like even more menacing where it's like the dad of this character is like, hey listen, if you don't respond to me by next week, I'm going to report my car stolen and you'll have to deal with that. Like that's, that's that, that voice of that dad. He's yes. like, if you don't
0: respond to
1: me, it's just amazing. I don't
0: That actor was killing it. I love that guy. So Matthew definitely has a niche of like playing with the audio. Like, yeah. I think we've agreed before that yeah. he's like an audio King in that way where it is just a feast for your little ear holes to all these insane sounds. And it's like a hypnotic pattern that he goes through. Right. So it'll be like shots of her. Somebody calls, then we'll cut to her looking at her phone. And we hear the TV sounds flipping through channels, things changing over and over and over again. And then it repeats. And it just does that four or five times. And then the movie's over. And I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to be dismissive when I say that. I feel yeah. like it, that is the pattern of the film. I was enjoying every single second of this thing. Cause right. like, I was I on mean, the edge of my seat. Cause every time we learned something new about what's going on with this character through the, through the voicemails.
1: Exactly. Um, the, the thing that I might want to see in a future film is introduce dialogue to that character, like have them actually hold a conversation, but then immediately, I don't know. Cause like it's so pensive and it's so reflective. It's very much like, let's figure out, well, maybe dialogue would ruin it. I don't know. Like, do you think the character talking would would ruin the magic of this type of film? Um,
0: I think in this film, but I would be very interested to see uh, Matthew make a film where there is more dialogue between two characters. Right.
1: Yeah. And
0: I, I don't know if that would be a, like challenging or he doesn't like doing that. I don't know. That'd be up to him. Something a little more flushed out with a with a bigger cast would be very but, interesting. But, but
1: still have this amazing theme of disembodied yeah. voices yes. disturbing you. Yes. I, I think that's a really cool idea and a really cool... Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, well, he has shit. to be
0: true to himself and what yeah. he wants to do. And obviously, it fucking works. We're eating it up. We love this. I will say, for this one, there was a disconnect between... The channels, the different TV channels that would flip through. Because you're not seeing this. You're only hearing it. Right. And you're mainly only hearing it when she is looking at her phone. But I'm like, she's on her phone. You wouldn't hear TV channels flipping on a phone. It was weird to me. And I was trying to, like, maybe I'm missing something as to, like, what that could mean. I think she was on TikTok. But even then, TikTok, those are not TikTok sounds, right? These were, like, old... Like, 1990s commercials and, like, weird shit. I don't People know.
1: People post shit on TikTok all the time, bro. It's weird. I guess so. I guess so.
0: I do like how, like, all of those sound effects that were kind of blended together, even just that. If you just listen to those, that in itself is art and interesting. Yeah. And then you have this whole movie around it. I don't know. It's it's fun to play around with the ideas of, like, what is he getting at with this if anything, right? I guess, right? I don't know. Um, but that would be my only, like, main criticism is, like, what's the deal with it? Because I just <laughs> didn't get it. <laughs> Which isn't really a criticism. It's more of, like, a, I'm pondering what's as to the, the connection with, <laughs> Yeah, with I'm Jerry Seinfelding at these, <laughs> cr- these interludes with the, the TV switching thing. Uh, other than that, it's, you know, really really great. Well done. Dan, question, final question for you. Is this your favorite out of all of them? And what would be your favorite so far of Matt's?
1: I really like Trusted Hands. I think Trusted Hands and the one in the desert is really good. I think Trusted Hands is my favorite. Trusted Hands, it's so hard to pick, though, because the one in the desert, like you said, was awesome, too. The one in the desert, I forgot the name of that one, but that one was... I'm going to look it up right now. That one felt a little rough around the edges, and then Trusted Hands took... Henry. Henry. So Trusted hands took what Henry was and refined yes. it. It was and like a sequel. Why, it felt yeah. like a sequel to me. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to check
0: these out, just go to vimeo.com slash Matthew Kyle Levine. He has all of them on there for free. Uh, they're all well worth the watch. He's really good at what he does. That son of a bitch. All right. All right. Next is
1: Wintimidation.
0: Wintimidation. Submitted to us
1: by our friend Greg Vorob.
0: When shown is making me win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've probably already said this. I you know what? I think I've most definitely already said this, but I'll say it again. Greg looks like Matthew McConaughey in his YouTube picture.
1: <laughs>
0: Go take a look at it. Uh <laughs> that's all I have to say. And I think it's on purpose, and I think. McConaughey needs to give him a copyright strike for that kind of shit. He, that shit shouldn't fly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so the film we're about to talk about, Intimidation, it's a comedy. It's older. It came out in 2007. I mean, these guys, the the whole gang around Greg, they're amazing. Yeah, they make s- like such fun, silly comedies. If you want to check them out, you just go to Greg Vor V O R O B on YouTube. Or look up Wintimidation. There's a few others too. They're all so good. Um, but as for the other films, Penny's Gallery, I'm pretty sure is not out yet. Uh, sometime soon again is on Matt's site. And then the last one we're gonna talk about, Sisyphus Unbound, is is still in festival circuits as well, so you cannot see that. All right, so Dan, Wintimidation, what is it?
1: Wintimidation is about a a sales rep or the boss of a sales rep agency. They're 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 selling toilets that play music, um. Whenever <laughs> so, you are on them, s- <laughs>
0: like sultry jazz yeah. tunes. One of them was a Queen song, which yeah. is silly. I'm like, that's not even jazz, but all right, I guess they jazz it up.
1: So he he's trying to get his employees to sell better. So he he puts in this VHS of this like it's a it's a how to sell 101 kind of thing. Yeah, and. The majority of the film is just this advertisement, this infomercial. Just and terrible the, infomercial. The, the concept behind the infomercial is intimidation, And it's like this guy He's like, hey, you know how I am the best person in the world? Because I use intimidation." And the concept behind that is, hey, um, I'm going to yell at you until I get my way. <laughs> yes,
0: pretty much. Pretty.
1: So what I got from it is that intimidation is...
0: You telling the customer they've already bought it and how yeah. many things they've bought, yeah. And if they don't agree, then you yell.
1: <laughs> but like, so yeah, he's this just outlandish, boisterous asshole. He's like, "Do you know how many women I've slept with because of intimidation?" And he keeps he keeps, it keeps like, increasing, increasing that number. It's so it's so so funny. okay.
0: Brass tacks. I love how the film looks because it's older looking. It's it's got like that VHS quality yeah. to it. The cuts are abrupt. we can agree. there's some yeah. there's some editing things going on. The framing is not that great, right? <laughs> yes. There's a lot of framing issues. Here's the seller, though. it's fucking hilarious. yeah, the timing, the jokes, all of them work. I don't know if there was a single joke that didn't work and like it's so fucking funny. these guys are so talented in that respect. and certainly with their newer films, they got way, way better. This is one of their older ones, yeah, but yeah, oh my God, dude, like. I mean, is there anything aesthetically you wanted to talk about with the film before we just got into jokes?
1: Um, No. Okay. I, think, I, think I just com- wanted to
0: talk about scenes I, that were funny.
1: I, I liked, <laughs> so the, um... <laughs> Greg plays the manager and he's wearing this terrible, terrible wig. The wig doesn't even cover his hair all the <laughs> exactly. way. Exactly, it's so funny. And he's wearing, like, a trash stash. It's, it's so silly. He's like now watch this video I paid
0: $7 for it. And he's like slams his hand into the VHS player
1: and <laughs> starts to play. <laughs> so like that's uh, why I brought that up is it's like things like that are part of the charm of these types of films and especially this group. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about some of these jokes. There was a it looked like a, I was going to say a
0: courtroom scene but it's not it's it's when uh the infomercial guy was doing a seminar and he's being videotaped. And this guy asks the question, he's like, Hey, what are your, uh, it was Greg. He's yeah. like, Hey, what are your, um, credentials for being a salesman? He's like, Oh wow. it's a really great question. And he like completely ignores the question, but then he keeps talking about how attractive this man is, <laughs> but he's like, but I wouldn't want to say that to you because that would be a, uh, would throw me off. That'd be rude. But he keeps bringing it up like every time. And just the way he does it, it's so funny. Just some fucking, just dumb shit like that let me see if i can find a quote here oh impossibility is the cage of the loser that's what he says oh my god and then he tries to
1: uh go ahead what makes him so good is like he talks at a mile a minute and doesn't let you talk yeah, and and he's not saying anything. He's, yeah, he's not. He's not saying anything. You don't all.
0: know what intimidation is like. It's never described how to do it. What it how it works. None of that. It's just like him and his like old Miata or whatever. And like the sunglasses, <laughs> him listing all his successes. But what's really fun. Is that people like this still exist and they're hustling right now. Like, as you're listening to this right now, there are people getting conned by something probably very similar. Mm-hmm. That is, isn't a joke. It's happening every day. Health gurus, fitness gurus, people who are like quick money, passive income, all these fucking things. They're just trying to like, oh, here, you want to hear the newest scam I heard of? It is AI children's books. So you're teaching people. You take a course, you pay someone thousands of dollars to tell you use chat GPT to rip off a children's book, make your own children's book. And then like AI generate some images, publish that on Amazon, Kindle or whatever, and then try to make money. And you'll make like, oh, you're going to make like 30 grand a month, bro. (laughs) It's just like all a scam, but people are out there doing it. And the, but it's always the people who are teaching you are the ones like that's how they make money. They're like, I got money, I have cars. How do I do it by teaching you a secret? No one else knows it well, kind of because it's just you're giving them money for nothing and chicks for free.
1: Dan, thoughts, whatever you guys do, don't look up Dan the Man with the Plan on Amazon and definitely don't read any of the <laughs> AI generated novels that, um. <laughs> I was told would generate me some good income. (laughs) Um, Dan
0: goes to waffle house part 48.
1: Yes. So my favorite joke is the very last joke. Well, there's two jokes and I, I, I forgive me. I, the two jokes are back to back and I don't remember the second joke because my, my memory shit, but at the very end, Um, Greg stops the tape he's like so what do you learn from all this and then one of the guys that he's teaching or the his employees is like I'm gonna use intimidation to sell right now and he just fucking runs (laughs) out of the store like
0: he's not coming back Is
1: he? he's not coming back and then it ends and the second joke is what the song that is playing in the toilet is ending on I forgot what the fucking song was but it was a perfect perfect way to end it it was so funny yeah, yeah So funny.
0: So yeah, go check it out. With intimidation. Just check out Greg Vorob's page, YouTube page. If you like indie shorts, you like comedy, sketch comedy shit, it's
1: really fucking good. These guys are so funny and talented. Sisyphus Unbound submitted to us by the great Timothy J. Cox, starring the great Timothy J. Cox. It is a film about um, Timothy J. Cox. He is a English professor at a college. Mm. And, um, one of his students is trying to get published and he's basically asking for Timothy J. Cox's grace because Timothy J. Cox knows a lot of different people.
0: You know, it's weird that Timothy J. Cox plays Timothy J. Cox in this film. It's like they came up to him and they're like, hey, listen, um, Timmy, if you could just, can I call you Timmy? If you could just play yourself. That'd be great. And he's like, yeah, I will.
1: I don't think he's playing himself because I know I'm teasing. I'm just is intense.
0: This is very, this intense, might be my like, favorite performance of his mind. I fucking love this. He's so good. Uh, I'm, I think I forget. He's a professor. I forget his name in it, yeah. but it's, I'm going to call him professor. And then we have Virgil who is the student trying to, um, you know, get his paper seen. His, uh, his writing scene and then Gwen is the daughter of the professor who is a publisher yeah yeah so Ryan Fleming is the one who directed this he probably also wrote it I'm guessing um but yeah holy shit Tim fucking killing it in this you you were making me uncomfortable and easy when he like stands behind yeah. him and he's like asking him how his family is doing and shit I'm like what mm-hmm. the fuck like Tim, yeah. he's either Tim's either going to strangle this guy or start kissing his neck, and either way, I'm going to have a good time.
1: I'm excited. I I thought that too. I'm like, oh my god, where is this going, dude? really, really good. So what do you what do you think? Like the meat is. So this film is is very uh, familiar to me in terms of theme because I thought it was very similar to um penny's gallery because it's another film that is about what it means to be an artist and the the whole apparatus of what it means to be an artist in this case it's literature specifically um and they talk about um sacrifice adversity and they don't talk about harsh naysayers but they are Hinting at the idea that you are going to be shit on your entire life, basically, just by trying to be somebody who is in the publishing realm. Like, I want to get published. Well, get ready to get really harsh edits. You know, it's it's that.
0: Here's what I picked up from it, too, is that. I think what people are told is you got to get out there and work hard and only like 0.01% of writers are successful and blah, 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 blah. But what it really is, is like who, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you just know someone, because there's references to like a Senator's son, who's like a really great up and coming writer, like no shit he would be because you're getting favors from the, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it, it really points out. It's kind of on the nose, which is probably something I, I, I didn't like that much about this film, just corruptions everywhere. It's, Sometimes you could be really, really good, and people are like, "Listen, you know, you're not connected, so you're not in." And it's uh, it's fucking rough. Well, that could be I, with acting that could be with that's everything.
1: That's where that's where I, I appreciate the the fact that it's so on the nose because it doesn't just apply to literature; it applies to everything. It applies to politics. It applies to um, any kind of job. Really, like they're going to hire somebody that they, quote, know before they hire somebody who's a stranger. Um, I just wish it was a little more subtle because I, I feel like
0: once you kind of figure out that. Gwen, I want to
1: use the word. subtle. I do,
0: I do. That's probably the biggest word I know. Besides, no, juxtaposition is the biggest word I know. And I'm still not <laughs> sure what it means. But yeah, an entertaining film. I will say in the beginning, some of the camera work, when it was like moving back and forth between those characters, like, you know, when they, the two characters run into each other, uh, Virgil and Gwen, and they kind of bump into each other. Yeah. It's almost like a little romantic thing going on there, kind of. I don't know. Did you pick up on that? Yeah. The camera work was a little jittery for me. It, it was kind of making me f- feel uh, like almost dizzy. I don't know. It, it, it was a little okay. too much for me watching that. Um, but once we kind of settled down with some of the the more static shots I think it was a lot better Um, and yeah Tim fucking kills it he's so he's so amazing I really want to see him as a lead in a feature I don't know what's going on Uh, yeah well I know he does stage stuff fucking figure it out Hollywood yeah dude I'd love to go see him do a stage play oh my god I'd pay money um fly to California
1: (laughs) (laughs) perform for me in my living room perform for
0: me in my living room Tim it's not gonna be weird and if you think it's weird you're going back in the basement buddy these actors today just fucking so uppity I want (laughs) food and I can't piss in a bucket yeah well we all have problems
1: Jesus Christ
0: anyways Dan I think we did it
1: uh guys, you can find us on Twitter at, at IndieFilmPod. at Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indiefilm Review Pod. You can email us at the at gmail.com.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Tell your friends, tell your family about it. About the show, I mean. Uh thanks again. Thank you for all the positivity. I throw it back at you tenfold. Which probably would be painful
1: if that happened. Uh Daniel, the final word. Do you know how many Sisyphuses I've unbound today? (laughs) You there. You've unbounded five Sisyphuses. Dan. Get out your checkbook. Dan, pull your pants up.